This is episode 99 of How to Human. And in this episode, I'm going to talk about virtue signaling. And it's going to be a nuanced podcast where I'm going to simultaneously say that virtue signaling is good, that it serves a valuable purpose, and at the same time, it's destructive and hurts people. This came to mind as I was reading a BuzzFeed article, which is the many homes to virtue signaling. And the article was entitled, People are sharing things people do, say, and believe that are disrespectful to people with disabilities. And it was a series of tweets by people who felt they were disrespected in real time or see cultural norms that make it hard to be disabled in this society. And the idea that BuzzFeed would collect all these and make them an article, that's virtue signaling. That's saying, we are so empathetic to the plight of these people that we are going to show that that's how we feel. It is empathy marketing. It is saying that we are valuable. We are morally superior because we have more empathy for these people than do others. And we're going to show you. And there's value there. There's value in telling these stories because people are hurting. In no way am I saying that these people aren't hurting, that there aren't people who are told that they aren't disabled enough to have a uh, parking pass for being disabled or that every job requires the ability to lift 40 pounds or stand eight hours a day or whatever it may be. There are things that make it really hard to be disabled in this country. Absolutely no question. And when we tell these stories in this way, in the these people are victims of society, that it is, it, they would be just fine if not for the people in society that make their life difficult. And there's a problem with that story. The problem with that story is that it outsources all problems to someone else. And that is how you create a victim mentality, by saying that the sources of your problems are external, which necessarily means the solutions to your problems are external. And the opposite of, the opposite of a victim mentality is a empowered mentality, someone who believes that they have an internal strength to overcome obstacles. And if you're told your whole life that the problems are external, you're going to believe it. I say it over and over again. People believe what they're told. And to the extent people are told you are victims, they're going to believe it. And that creates weaker people. That creates people who believe that they don't have to fight. And this is nuanced. You could say, Dave Messman, you're overstating it. Of course people know the need to fight. 
there really are obstacles to these people's happiness. And your point falls on deaf ears because you are looking at this article and drawing large conclusions. Kind of. I'm taking this article as representative of a growing problem in society, which is people who look outside for solutions, people who are deferential. And it is an, it is a civilization-wide trend in the first world to be so conscious of the external problems, the way that others are making our lives difficult, that comes from frankly, a societal message that is, that praises acknowledging how difficult you have it. People get more sympathy when they talk about how hard their life is. And there's a little bit of social cachet that comes with that. In fact, there's a lot of social cachet that comes with that. And when you can say, my life is so hard, and I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just saying that to sit in that mindset, to announce it, is a way of having value. And I'm saying that's not healthy if that becomes your identity. An identity as a victim is a bad identity because it makes you weak. It makes you not understanding of the power that you do have to change your circumstances. If you only concentrate, if your mind only gravitates towards your weakness and how the world is against you, you lose your own strength and power. And as I say over and over again, strong groups come from strong individuals. And this is a path to creating weak individuals weak individuals who need the group to support them. And the way this works in an empathetic society, a society with empathy on overdrive, is that people announce their weakness, their victim status, how hard things are. And again, they are hard. I'm not denying that. That's what makes this so nuanced is that it is hard. It is hard. But when it's announced that way, other people who have a lot of empathy will ally with them. And it becomes a group norm for a victim mentality to say that there's a group of people who make this world difficult. And if not for these people, everybody would be happy. And there's difficulty in that because what they're pointing to is the people in power. And I mean, we can look at this racially, uh, sexual orientation and gender wise. And to be frank, I'm talking about straight white males as the oppressor group that makes life difficult for the rest of them. And again, here's the larger point. I'm not saying any of this isn't true. But what I'm saying is 
if that's the only lens you see difficulty with, is that there are people who are making your life difficult, then you make yourself a victim. You lose the idea that you have power to change your situation. And I'm not saying it's not hard. I'm saying that it is an essential part of the human experience. Everybody suffers. Some suffer more than others. And the change comes from many different places. Yes, it is certainly true that we need to have an environment where people can have an opportunity to succeed. Absolutely no question. But the only way you can succeed, if we were to get this hypothetical level playing field, is if you are strong. If you're constantly looking for ways that the world is against you, and you haven't built up, among many other things, an emotional resilience to deal with difficult situations, you're not going to do well even on a level playing field. And you're sabotaging your own ability to do well by looking outside for solutions. Outsourcing the solution to your problems is a terrible way to get ahead. The problem with virtue signaling is that it fetishizes pain. It fetishizes people who are hurting and need help and it makes it cool to A, have problems and be suffering, and B, to acknowledge that suffering and tell them that it's somebody else's fault. And here's the problem. Here's what makes this conversation so difficult. It sometimes and often is somebody else's fault. However, we don't live in a fair world. And complaining and living in a world with an expectation of fairness and not putting in full effort towards that growth. So this is not a great example. It's an example. It's one I've used before. A four-year-old child is afraid of dogs. That can be changed. That can be something that is taught. But if we let the person, let the child give into his emotions and be in that weak state, then he'll stay there. If we tell people they're victims, they'll believe it and they'll stay there and not build the power, strength, perseverance, drive, ambition. And I'm not, I'm sounds like I'm making this black or white, but it's nuanced. So let's take all those characteristics and put them on a scale of one to 10. Maybe you build them up at level six and say, well, I can't get any better because the system is against me. You're right. Here's the nuanced part. You're right. The system is against you. And the system is against everybody. Life is hard. Even straight white male Dave Messman 
it is hard. And that's, I mean, that's part of it. I mean, I don't know if this will fall on deaf ears, but if it's hard for me, it's hard for everybody. And yes, there are doors that are more easily opened for me. And I don't know what to do about that. But one thing is for damn sure is that the stronger a person you are, the more doors you have open for you. Not opened, but available to you. This is simple and everybody knows it. But if you don't graduate high school, you have fewer opportunities. If you don't graduate college, you have fewer opportunities. If you graduate college, you have more opportunities. Just the world opens up for people who put in the work. That's a simple example. But the people who don't rest into their victim state and let that define them, let that define what they're capable of, let them define how hard they're going to try. Work ethic matters. Discipline matters. Overcoming obstacles matters. And to look at the world as completely unfair is totally right. And it's the only way we can logically look at it because what else are you going to do? We're all dealt a hand. And if we look at our poor hand and throw up our hands saying, you know, what can we do about this? That leaves us in a spot with fewer options. It is going to be difficult. And if we complain about unfairness and want this world to change on a timeline that isn't going to happen. And I understand that the world needs to change. That's certainly true. I want to be super clear. The world is completely unfair, particularly to the marginalized groups that exist. Absolutely no question. And to be honest, there are a bunch of non-marginalized people that are also mm, taking a victim stance. And what I'm seeing is people being disempowered by their victim mentality. And what it shows up as is people who lack autonomy. They're looking for other people to solve their problems. And this is everyone. We're creating a generation of deferential people who are deferential to authority, deferential to other people solving their problems, deferential to a system that they already acknowledge is broken, but they want it to be fixed. And that that's that external fix is going to be the thing that makes them happy. And there's no understanding that happiness comes in from the inside. Strength comes from the inside. So the problem with virtue signaling is that it 
takes this victim mentality and makes it popular, makes it cool. And it's so tempting. It feels right to see people in pain and say, oh my God, you're in pain. Let me swaddle you. This goes back to a previous podcast about teaching a man to fish versus giving a man to fish. Virtue signaling creates the victim mentality that is giving a man a fish. Personal responsibility and personal empowerment and acquiring skills and understanding that the world is tough. That's teaching a man to fish giving someone skills that they can persevere in a world that's going to be against them. And it is this thing in society where we've got clicks. We are click focused and the things that are going to make people angry or fearful are going to get the most clicks because those are the most easily accessible emotions. In the emotional tree, they're the lowest hanging fruit. And virtue signaling hits those. I'm afraid for how these people are being treated and how they'll be, how they exist through life. And I'm angry about it. I'm angry that there's a group of people who are doing this to them. And these are accurate statements. It is hard for these people and they are victims. That's the weirdest part is that a person can be a victim, but not have a victim mentality. And the way we are talking about this is the way that we're creating a victim mentality in people. And it's popular. That's the problem. It is going to generate clicks, generate discussion, move political ideologies by saying these things that are so emotionally driven and make people make people move. They really do motivate people because these are emotionally driven arguments that make people really involved because it hits fear and anger. So the solution, the long-term solution, I mean, that's going to be a difficult one, but if the thing that we're fighting is virtue signaling or a victim mentality, it's going to be a tough fight because the trend is going towards more of that and more of having a victim mentality in people and we're creating more of it. Like I've talked about a bunch in this podcast, helicopter parenting creates this. It creates young people who defer 
who aren't as capable because people are anti-fragile, as Jonathan Haidt talks about. Like an immune system, when you stress it, it becomes stronger. Kids, people, they get stronger when stressed. And when you solve kids' problems, they don't get stronger. They become weaker. They look for other people to continue to solve their problems and extend that out. These kids become adults who expect other people to solve their problems. And therefore they think the world is particularly hard and harsh. And they think that they are victims to the world. And therefore that is a victim mentality. Therefore, they are more empathetic to that position, not only in the marginalized groups, but also in themselves. The world's completely unfair. And here's the problem. They're right. That's what makes us so complex. The world is, I'd argue, more unfair than most of the last half of the 20th century. We are, this is a little bit off topic, but as we look at income inequality, and where jobs are located and the lack of blue collar jobs and the way that wages have stagnated and the automation of so many things. It is, it is a difficult world. And in some ways it's still a better world. I, we often forget about this because we talk about racism so much that we forget that it's way better than 20 years ago and a thousand times better than 50 years ago. Wait, let me see. It's 2020. Let's say 60 years ago. And I mean, it's a separate conversation. Are things progressing fast enough? And the answer is probably no. But when we publicize these incidents so as an example there was the there were two black men kicked out of a philadelphia starbucks i don't know maybe a year ago front page story for days and i'm not saying it wasn't a problem i'm not saying it isn't something that we need to be concerned about or representative of a larger problem i'm saying that We concentrate on some things and that forms our worldview. So if we look at a world filled with racism, because that's what's in our media and that's what's on our minds, that's how we're going to see things. If 99 non-racist things happened one day and one racist thing happened and the one racist thing is what's all over the news, we're going to think we live in a giant racist country. And maybe we do. Okay. I'm not saying it's perfect. It is difficult. Racism is the most difficult topic that we'll ever cover. It's the, it's gonna be the last thing we'll overcome. And it's something that we're gonna to have to do and I'm gonna to have to talk about it, which I will do at length over the course of my time on this earth. And I'll say a lot of stupid things and We'll go forward.
But my point here is that when we look at the virtue, virtue signaling that comes in defense of people and it creates this avalanche of empathy, it sets the narrative in a way that lets people be victims, believe they're victims, and that other people are responsible for their happiness and their achievement or lack thereof. And there's no personal empowerment in that. There's no message of personal empowerment in that. It is a societal movement to disempower people. And that's going to hurt society because strong groups are made of, of strong groups are made up of strong individuals. So that's my piece on virtue signaling. That's the end of this episode of How to Human.